Yo, it's a stupidly small podcast. It's Thursday, October 5, 2017. Hello, Lauren Clark. Hello, Stuart Farrell. How's beach life treating you? Beach life is, uh, to be honest, I did actually start thinking yesterday, right, so why do I live in town? Exactly. Why does anyone live in a major city unless oh, you're a multi-millionaire? It's been just delicious. And yes, it's... Thank you, uh, yep. uh, it, It's just... It's just yeah, that thing of being near nature, there's nothing like it. It does something to you, I reckon, to humans. It, it is just... Uh, like fa- fauna or flora? Both. I had, uh, we had an echidna friend yesterday in the backyard, oh. um, Mr. and Mr. Wallace B. Uh, yeah. And we had, well, we went to the Pengies, actually. That was fun. Oh, God. Tourists. The uh, tourists are in town. Actually, that was Everyone... pretty interesting because the tourist, the tourism thing is absolutely fascinating. And like there, there is a thing, right, at the Penguins, and I'll let you, you know, exist in a minute, but I'll just tell you this bit. That's all right. Went to the Penguins and this is the, they, they used to be called the Fairy Penguins. For some reason they renamed them the Little Penguins. Uh, and oh. they did, and uh, That's they rubbish. Or, or they were always called that, and that, you know, they, there'll be a reason for that. I, I should have looked it up anyway. And they've re, they've built a whole big new thing and whatever. Anyway, last night it was uh, it was a lovely night, and, and they're amazing. So for for people who don't know what I'm talking about, penguins literally every single night at exactly the same times, such that you can set an event that thousands of people attend up around mm. it. Uh, they come in through, they surf in and they waddle up and back for a bit and then they s- get into little groups and sprint kind of frantically up the beach, which is hilarious. And, mm. you know, you can't help but um, anthropomorphize your favorite words, do you? Um, and then they climb up rocks and like find each other in, in burrows and it's amazing. Anyway. So this is happening, and I'm and I've been do, going to this. Yeah, you know, I've been to this various times in my life, right? Since I was a kid. When I fir- when we first went, it was like just you just go down and you'd sit behind like a piece of string on the beach, and like uh, there wasn't a lot there. And then they built this sort of stand that you can yeah. now sit on, and now they've built another one, and there's this underground bit where you can see them model past your face, but it, you, you're glassed in, right? Anyway, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And um, they last night the tourism thing really uh, – it was really interesting because what happens is they bus people in, and so a busload of people will just stand up halfway through and leave. Yeah. and the, Through boredom. No, 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 through our buses to the go. We're going to the next thing or whatever, right? Are they, they busloads of... Tourists, uh, from inter- t- international tourists. You can tell that. How can you tell they're international, Lauren Clark? We live in a multicultural country. They're spe- all speaking in a different language together. Anyway, Stuart. She's they- racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I had said that, it would have been, oh, I can't, be- oh, I can't really? believe you're just making these assumptions, Stuart. Really? Anyway, oh, yeah. so it, we went. We, they get up and they go. But the, the kind of group, what happens is a bit of a kind of thing develops. So the guy goes at the front and he's all rules McGee. He's like, you need to sit on your bottoms. You need to stay down. You need to know nobody, not even like phones with, with or without flash. If you've got a GoPro, if you've got a mobile phone, I'm mm. going to come and I'm going to tell you off, right? And then you can just tell the the tourists versus the, like the, the, the tourists who are like, 
fly in, fly out versus yeah. – so they're, they're all like trying to sneak photos and stuff because they're like, this is the only time we're ever going to get to see this. It's amazing. Like click, you know, and then they – With a flash. No, no. One person did that and I swear to God the crowd nearly took, took him out. <laughs> like it was – there was a real kind of don't you dare do that kind of thing. There was a self-policing element in the crowd that really interested yeah. me. And there was this one Tourism little, brings out the worst in people. It's as bad as driving. It was really funny. I thought of you. I thought of you when we were walking back and there was there were people who were obviously late for their bus and they were sprinting past and they literally knocked over children on their way through, like just Pigs. boom, just like on their way to the bus. And hmm. I mean, I've, I've been, you know, uh, like you, we got to get back for our thing. Well, I've been, you know, a tourist as well and it's definitely – like it's, it's a whole different mindset. But anyway, there was this little... The bus isn't leaving without you. You know this. Well, yes. You know, see, that's the thing. It's I mean, not a train. No. It's not a steam train <laughs> departing and like all aboard. Exactly. They do a head count for God's sake. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, the one last little thing that I thought was, was good was there was this little girl and she had those shoes. Now, you not being a parent may not know what I'm talking about, but I'm pretty sure you will. You know those shoes and they've got like studs on the top of them that are like little diamondy things and then when you walk on them they light up uh yeah i think i do they those shoes must be banned you must they must be taken out and just all oh, set fire right. to but anyway Fashion, please yeah. well in this in this instance the little girl was like because you're not allowed to have flashes. You're not allowed to have big lights. It confuses the penguins, right? Yeah. And we've yeah. all been kind of trained up by this stage to like really care about these penguins and the fact that it's amazing that they go up there every night and they, they find their way by sort of landmarks. Like they've got this kind of sense of things. But if, yeah. you, if you shine lots of lights at them and flashes and stuff, they're going to go, what the hell's going on, right? So she's got up there and she's running around and she's got these like the lights looked like sort of like James Bond laser beams. They really just couldn't. They were the most obnoxious things to have at something like that. Humans are idiots. You know that. I really you could hear people going, "Why don't they take them off her?" And so like it was. I thought there was gonna she was the kid was gonna be rolled for her shoes at this thing. Anyway, and this kid was a tourist as well. Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, yeah, I mean, we were all tourists in the uh, penguin colonies. But, yeah, I, I think Aren't no. Aren't we all, yes. I think okay. she was more local than the buses full of people speaking different languages to you. What language were they speaking, Lauren Clark? Let's name and shame a nation or no, just a no. whole uh, continent. I don't think that's necessary. I'll go with Asia. Asian? Asia. They, were they speaking Asia, were they? No, I said let's shame <laughs> a continent. Ah, that was my beach table that I was banging. Anyway, sounds um, very flimsy. So, Stu, I don't know why I was telling you that. It just, it just made me. I, I realised it. It put me in your mindset because what? I thought, you know, there are just when you when you're in a context like that, you can behave yeah. in a certain way. Like there was, there was at one point a, a little uh, area, and and, and uh, somebody came over and spoke to one of the rangers that was speaking to us. The rangers like super informed; they know everything and stuff. And this person came up and said, uh, "Excuse me, uh, there are some people over there trying to feed the penguins." Like, oh, they're feeding know, like pies or what? Like, sort of? we looked over. Um, what's it called? Muffins, like uh, sweet yeah, muffins. Can I just say we had we had boatloads of Chinese 
tourists. I'm going to call them out because I knew that they were. They they said it. They were Chinese tourists. <laughs> what and they said, had, hello, Stuart. I am a Chinese. Tourist. Well, they said it in a slightly different accent. So would you like me? I think I perfected no, it. No, no, I am the man no. of a thousand. No, thank you. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Anyway, and we're in these caves in Ha Long Bay in Vietnam. Oh, you told and, us this, didn't you? Yeah, and there were there were these golden monkeys, and they were throwing muffins at them, like a, right. the Chinese trying to muffinize the world, like <laughs> kill. Not only are they killing animals just to uh, get a bigger erection, they're killing them just for fun. Wow. You know, like wow. this, horn, this horn cutting off business is doing my head in. I can't, I'm sorry, but I'm developing a bit of a, on behalf of animals, a bit of a dislike for a certain type of tourist at the moment or a certain type of medicine as well, which really grinds my gears. But that's something different. I had a touch with uh, nature just recently, Lauren Clark. Mm-hmm. And um, Tate, what? I just think that if you're saying this and then you're yes. buying into the way meat is produced in Australia and you don't, do you yeah. know what I mean? You eat meat and you don't. I eat farmed meat. And you don't. I don't eat elephant. I don't eat elephant tusk. I don't eat well, giraffe that's... neck. Yeah, yeah. I don't I eat uh, hippopotamus. I don't eat anything endangered. If you Once they ring up and tell me that the chickens are endangered, I'll stop eating them. <laughs> Um, you I know, love I love that they're going to ring up and tell you. That's my ring me specifically. Favorite. We've looked at the consumption across Australia. You actually eat the most chicken in Australia, so could you stop? Now, but I had a brush with nature myself the other day, and yes. it was a horrifying one. I think I'm, I'm, I can't confirm, but I think I ran over my first animal. Oh no! But I wasn't. I wasn't sure. I was in this darkened back road in the middle of nowhere. Oh. But it was a busy road. Like there was traffic around, but there were no street lights. Oh. And then I, I, I approached this thing, and I couldn't see what it was. And it was just lying on the ground. Mm. And then I, I ran over it because it just it just appeared at me. Mm. And it, I just it felt like a basketball popping underneath the tire. Oh, it was the that's worst. Horrifying. It was. And then I thought, I wonder if, what if that was a a person, and then. I thought, well, look, there's a car behind me, so I, if I've killed someone, they'll get my number plate and um, I'll get contacted. But, but it, it wasn't. Way but, to pull over and check. That was great. Well, no, I couldn't. It was too dangerous to stop anywhere. Like I would have been a kilometre down the road before I could stop. And then, yeah. And I didn't hit anything foot, like front on. So it yeah, may have right. just been a, a badger or something. I'm not – look, it was – A badger. Was, Were you in London? <laughs> In 1923? No, and the kid, but then I figured I would have had a pop oh, tire no, or oh. a, a turtle. like. But I'm, I, I'm thinking that it was, it was already something on the thing dead. Right. It, it was nothing moving. It was this stationary. It could have been a log, by the yeah. way. Yeah. It could have been anything. But it was just oh, – and, and it was the worst um, drive back to um, <clears throat> work headquarters because like, I, was, I was on the other side of Victoria almost uh, after doing a gig. And um, – it's just, I don't know. Have you ever hit an animal while driving? I once had a bird fly to re- like I obviously uh, yeah. There's a place uh, and and it's a shearwater nesting place. Mm. And the, when the shearwaters were nesting, and there are all signs up everywhere, and everybody knows it. And you don't you go at like two k's an hour and stuff. And I was and you're doing going that. Through. Oh yeah, uh, but you're, you're, you're doing a Lauren's version of two k's, were you? No, no, stop it! I was doing, I wasn't doing two k's. I was doing, I was, you know, going as slow. I was going forty or something, and on a on a on a road you usually do a hundred on. That's right. You're only going twenty twenty times the speed limit. Yeah. No, I was joking about the speed limit. Anyway, and so it, I was doing that and watching out, and it was really dark, nighttime. There are no street lights, 
And But they're roosting. They're all flying through. That's what they're doing at that time. So I was expecting mm. it and I was looking around and I saw them and I was dodging them and slowing down or whatever and then just one just went <laughs> straight under the car. Mm. The most and endangered bird in Australia. It's not at all, but it was horrifying because it was like exactly what I was dreading and it was at a really horrible time and it sort of felt portentous. It was disgusting. It was awful. It's the worst, um, isn't it? It's just gut-wrenching and, yeah, and I did look back. You're not supposed to stop and stuff, but I slowed to like nothing, looked back and went, yeah, that's not a bird I need to check whether it's alive. That's not, not, not a living bird. I picked up a hip-hop group from the uh, airport once, an American group, in one of my guises as, as a driver or whatever. And uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. No, well, that I don't is... Know. I don't know. Hip-hop group from America. I, I get anyway, them for going to law school. You get one for that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> everyone was so excited to be in Australia and we're driving the Tarago to the hotel and all this sort of stuff. Oh, God. And uh, we're just going down the Tullamarine Freeway here in Melbourne, Australia. Mm. And... Um, he was a blah, 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 And, you know, it was just a, an Indian miner or something. He flew in front of the, the car and smacked the windscreen and was gone. It was a good thud, though. Yeah. And, and, and this guy, the guy in the front was like, oh, man, what? And then when the, everyone in the car said, oh, 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 wow, oh. And they were just like gutted. Nobody could ruin the whole drive. <laughs> they couldn't talk. I love these sensitive rappers. Well, they are. They are sensitive. And, and it must have really affected them because then they asked where I could get, if I could get them some weed uh, when we got right. to the hotel. So they must have really needed to have calmed their nerves. <laughs> that's um, excellent. I su- suspect if you're a driver, I mean, that's mm. what all those, uh, you know, that's what uh, shows like Entourage and stuff show, isn't it? That if you're a mm. driver, you're not just a driver. You, no, you've got, you've got many roles. You need to be, yeah, doing many things. Mm. Um, anyway, look, so, uh, I, but yes, why would you live in the city? I suppose you don't hit as many beautiful animals. That's a well, true that, thing. If that's but, the only reason, well. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a great The reasons reason. are running out to live in, uh, the city, aren't they? Like, let's be honest now. Like, well, all I the mean, good people are moving out to regional Victoria. Thank you, Lauren Clark. They're all moving out to regional, <laughs> thank you, Lauren Clark, to, uh, <laughs> I can't say it again because you'll get a sore finger. But, um. <laughs> They are moving away, and it's for a good reason. There's, there's more space. But there's, well, but, there's but, water. But I there's know animals to hit cli- on the roads. I know this is a cliche. No, I'm not going to say it. Go on. Cliche it up. Cliche. Well, no, because you're going to mock I promise me. I but there I is, promise. There is in the city or close to the city, closer to the city than where you are, for instance, an hour yeah. and something away, mm. there is a cultural life there. And it's funny that I say that because oh, I don't get to experience it at the God. moment because of how my life works. But yeah. it does if, – if you – particularly if you work in that world, it's kind of and, – and also, I don't know, like – How many people work in the arts, you know? Really? So, by rights, by <laughs> rights. How many people this, work this, in the arts? If, if, the only reason, if the only reason to live in the city is to because uh, you work in the arts and you want to lead a cultural life, then no, it should be a that. very small town. No, it's not that. Yeah, well, that's right. It's not. But you don't have to work in the arts to, <laughs> to want to enjoy culture. This is the point. But look, no, I there's that. like I do think that when you don't live near that sort of stuff, you it. That's why it's. That's why those regional centres are starting to get better at that stuff. You know, there was mm. that. At, remember, there was. We talked at one time a long time ago about 
um, that educational – I read a huge article once for like two and a half days it took me to read it. But it was all about e- education in, in um, the Netherlands and like the whole thing about how it's – they there's a um, – you know – there's this idea that it's because of the way society is structured there that it, that education is good. But there is, and I think it was in Finland actually, remember mm. this? And, and they realised that people, that kids were depressed, disconnected, um, narcissistic, all those things. Mm. So they, they decided, right, we're going to fund um, stuff for them to do. Remember this? And like, I'm so just trying to think, through, what were they doing there? So they were doing like they they talked about they they did like polls on it. They were like, "What do you want to do?" And they're like, "Well, I want to learn how to paint, you know, cars, and oh, I I want to learn how to dance or whatever." And hmm. so they went, oh, "Okay, cool." So they put so they made those things happen, and they put money into them. And so I'm going to look up the article because we mentioned it once before and it, the the actual having some kind of a cultural life, it doesn't mean you go to the opera. Do you know what I mean? It just means that yeah. you are connected to a community where, there, where creative expression and kind of meaningful cultural exchange happens. Anyway, um, <laughs> what? Are you laughing at my Nothing. It's the sounds in the background? Not at all. I can hear no sounds, but the ocean, that's it. As we know, your mansion is right on said ocean. Yeah, cool. It was was a real sad sad time when they built that mansion, though, because remember they they bulldozed all those uh, uh, plover uh, areas and the the penguins. How many penguins died in the uh, construction of that mansion, Warren Clark? Was it like two and a half thousand? Okay, okay, you know this is my least favourite of your things that you make up about me. Ah, uh, you have a long list. Uh, <laughs> I do have a long, your, long list. The, the, the destruction of a penguin colony has got to be, you know, one of my least favourite things of yours. You're just awful. You're a hideous person and I don't know why I get up every morning at the crack of, what is it, 10 o'clock? Yeah, I know. <laughs> to record a podcast with you. You really are a terrible human being. What is, uh, how is your uh, mental health going in the come down from the weekend, Stu Farrell? Oh, well, uh, it's, it's getting better. I actually had a friend call me last night, hello, Funky Dunks, and uh, he said, are you, are you going all right and feeling better? You know, you've never experienced it, which I hadn't, but the come down is pretty hard uh, after the you know heightened tension and excitement then the jubilation and relief and then you just go back to normal and uh it's <clears throat> you realize that you know normal life is okay it's uh, and you know what I I think I function best at normal life yeah. I think um most people probably do and, don't they highs and lows are both terrible and great when you're experiencing them but yeah. for all round I mean I I'd hate to um live in in a heightened sense, constant like to be bipolar would be very hard for me. Oh, I think it's hard for people who actually have it. Do you Just think because- so? Honestly, <laughs> some of the things that come out of your face. But yeah, I I know. And also, you know what would be hard? Being in a military zone, like being a highly trained, you know, basically killer, I suppose. But or whatever, like right. just being. Constantly well, having to be alert all the time. Well, because you're talking about the highs and lows, and I think oh, if yes, you're yes. experiencing, 
So, you know, what you experienced on the weekend was this incredible high. So what happens is your mm. brain goes crazy and it gets like serotonin and it gets all those things and then it gets mm. – and that's actually completely emotionally exhausting and mm. it robs your brain of you. Like you just, it just has to kind of like seep out like air out of a balloon after that because uh, you can't sustain it. No. And you then just – feel like you're sort of fumbling to exist in the normal way. Uh, you know what I mean? The normal, sorry, the normal, um, the normal's harder to reach because you've got, you've had to plummet after you're high. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Well, it's like a sugar hit. You know, your, your energy levels are up. You're, yeah. uh, you're alert. You're, you're feeling like you can take on the world. And then once the sugar uh, winds down, if you don't continue on the sugar, yeah. you just, you know, you eventually you come back up to a, a good balance level. But anyway, I'm, I'm approaching good balance level now. That's good. So uh, it's, I, it's, I've got it's a, a better place to be. I've got a friend who is, she's always been like this. She's just always on high alert, right? And she's like, mm. you know, things can be a little bit dramatic. So she'll go, You'll say, oh, we've got to get this in by five o'clock. She's like, but, but by five o'clock. Oh, we've got to get it in by five o'clock. And then she'll go and make ten phone calls. And she'll have to... And I, I often thought, gosh, you know, it must be exhausting being that level all the time. And yeah. then one time something went very wrong. It's somebody I worked with, right? Something went yeah. very wrong. Do I know her? Uh, you have met her, yes. Mm. Um, and she, something went very wrong with her. And uh, not with her, with work. And we mm-hmm. needed and, – and everybody panicked, right? Mm. And the bottom fell out of it all. And she walked in and she was like the calmest, most professional, thoughtful, smart, quick – I mean, she's all, all those things anyway. But like the, the level of calm compared to our panic was amazing to me. And I said mm. to her later, I said, dude, you were so calm. You just came in here and you fixed everything. You were just like, right, what we're going to do is we're going to do this. We're going to have to reroute that thing through here and we're going to do this and it's going to go live to air at this, like all that stuff, right? Yeah. Anyway, I said to her, that was amazing. And she goes, yeah, well, I'm primed for panic. So when panic happens, I relax. <laughs> So maybe it's like that, Stu Farrell. Maybe we need, we need to... Why, what are we primed for mediocrity? <laughs> That's right. We want nothing to go wrong or go right. We just want to sit here and we'll be right and primed. <laughs> Lauren Clark, we have to get out of here this morning, but uh, how do the mediocre get in contact with us? Or, in fact, the prime for anything uh, majority getting in contact with us. <laughs> they can find us stu- at Stupidly Big. We're stupidlybig.com, Stupidly Big on Facebook and Instagram and iTunes, where you can give us a rating and a review, which we do greatly appreciate if people do it for us because it's uh, really our only way of anything, um, you know, being official. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm. Stuart, uh, we will uh, see you tomorrow, I presume, at about the quarter past you know, 12 when I finally get around to doing it. Well, I'll be working away and waiting for you by the phone as per usual, Clark. Yeah, that's my boy. All right, I'll see you tomorrow, my friend, towards mediocrity. Bye-bye.